You're listening to Arrowhead Radio. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We, need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace. Give me a hope. Give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm I'm bound for heaven and it's it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. Hi everyone, this is Grant Fawcett. Just jumping in to uh, welcome you back to Hope to the Nations as Mark and Venus continue their conversation with Toby Russo. May you be blessed. I can get quite long-winded, you guys, so if there's any conversation (laughs) that you'd like to... Well, I think a person needs to take the time it takes. Yeah. Because it's an important story, right? Mm, Thank you for just acknowledging that. Appreciate it. Sometimes that's all it takes, too, is just to um, acknowledge someone's um, experience or vulnerability um and that can do some healing yeah yes <clears throat> you know and that's why it was so important for first nations to receive an apology yes right yeah, for important. the yeah. um the abuse that had happened for years and years and years and how it's still impacting or impacted communities even even today yeah even yeah, now yeah and, um, yeah, so just the acknowledgement that, yes, bad things happened and it was our fault and we're so sorry. Mm. And we'll do what we can to make it better. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> now, how does Jesus come into the picture? Oh, wow, Jesus. Um, he, so, from my story already, the listeners, you guys already know that I must have some kind of daddy issues right and I do so um I had an issue with my adoptive father um tried to find out who my father was when I met my biological mom um she told me it was this person he's deceased now um for a long time I would just go to him when I needed money or a place to crash or whatever because I was into drugs and alcohol in my teenage years and just kind of doing what I want, um, but not having a steady um, flow of cash. So I would use opportunities like this person maybe being my dad. Well, at that time, I thought for sure he was my dad, um, but he was a lot of people's dads. Like he had populated Miramichi pretty well. Um, so you really didn't have a close relationship with Not him. at all, just um, I knew where he would be at certain times and I would ask him for money and he would give it to me. So it was basically just using him, like honestly. Mm. Uh, then he had died and um, 
I was still searching. I still wasn't convinced that this man was my dad because there was another instance where my family was, my biological family was getting together at a local restaurant and we were all there and there was this couple sitting across the room and my mom went over and talked, my biological mom went, went over and talked to this gentleman mm-hmm. and like had, I just seen her talking and she had this big surprised look on her face as she was speaking to him and he was with a, a lady <clears throat> and then she called me over, Toby, Toby, come here. And when I went over, she said, this, this man's brother is your dad. And so there was another conflicting story, right? So I'm getting all these mixed messages of who, who's my dad? Um, is this person? No, it can't be. Um, so there's, here's this new person who could potentially be my dad and, um, we get in contact. So that's just adding more to your, more confusion, confusion more layers of messed upness. It's a good thing that our identities <clears throat> don't necessarily depend on DNA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I get in contact with this man, very nice man. He's a French man. And I suspected that I could possibly be French um, because of the area that we live in, you know, the French and the Mi'kmaq, you know, they fought war together. They mm-hmm. traded together. They hunt and fish together. Yep. They lived right in. Oh yeah. We were neighbors. Yeah. Proximity. <clears throat> so we, I started having a phone call relationship with this potential father of mine and quickly decided that I didn't want to continue that relationship unless I knew as for sure, like scientifically, that yes, he was my father or no, he wasn't. So I asked him, I told him my feelings truthfully that I didn't want to continue um, speaking unless we did a DNA test. So he agreed. This man okay. at that time was probably... Um, 45, near 50, no kids, never married, didn't necessarily remember my mom or anything like that. Um, But remember, back in the the 80s, I was born in 81, so back during that time, there was just a lot of partying, and I don't want to paint my mom in a bad light, but there, in Miramichi, there was a, a shipyard, and the sail, the the boats would come in and they would go party in the town of Miramichi, the people, the men that worked on the boat and the local people would go down to the town as well and party mm-hmm. together. And when there's drinking and partying and not a good combination, you know, things happen between men and women and then kids come about. Right. <clears throat> so me and, uh, we'll call him Vince for now. Me and Vince decided that we would go to Moncton and get this DNA test done and that we would go together and we would share the cost Mm -hmm. and get the news together. So we did that and it turned out that he was not my dad. But he's still in my life. Matter of fact, um, we visit like every month. He's from Caracat. Very smart man, still not married, still no children. Um, but I call him dad now. Mm. Yeah, um, okay. And we just connect now. Yeah. Yeah. So 
But still knowing that he wasn't my biological dad, um, I just kind of gave up for a little while looking. There was another story that my mom had told me <clears throat> about um, another per two other people potential people that could be my dad. One was not her fault. It was a traumatic experience of people with authority and um, she didn't talk about it. I didn't want to push her to talk about it. And um, <clears throat> so that was it. And then there was another man who if he would have if he would have admitted to being my dad it would have created so much um, anger within our family and our community. So I just let those go. Yeah. They would come up in private conversation with my mom. So you were getting a little older at yeah. this point? Yeah. Um, I had Nicole. I had my daughter and yeah, I had kids by, by then. So we were, uh, we were, Venus was saying, well, how did Jesus come in? Yes. Yeah, so. To the situation. Yeah. I had never really been to church or I guess I'm what some people would call the unchurched. Mm -hmm. I never yeah, was, was introduced a, to the Bible. I was too. Yeah. I was unchurched. Never. Um, introduced to God other than maybe Bible camp when I was a kid, but for me that was just a fun place to go in the summer, right? Didn't really relate that to Jesus and how serious mm -hmm. and amazing Jesus is mm -hmm. for us and our eternal salvation. So <clears throat> later on in life I started to pray though. I started to pray um to God, not knowing who God was, um, just prayed. I wanted to find my um, biological brothers, and I did that. And because I was a runner, it gave me the opportunity to hitchhike or travel to different places to look for my brother. Um, all I knew was that he was a drummer within, within the powwow um, community. Mm -hmm. And powwows were always in First Nation communities during the summer. So easiest time to travel for a hitchhiker, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I would travel. I wound up at the Red Bank powwow and knew that um, my brother Walter was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed drummer. And... I looked under the arbor where all the drums were and there was a group of guys um, sitting around and this one fella, big, big guy, like <laughs> six foot was sitting there and he had this, <laughs> he won't listen to this so I can make fun of him. <laughs> he had a mullet. He was sporting the mullet. Oh. So he had the spikes <laughs> up top and then the big long mullet in the back. <laughs> And I went, I went and talked to him. I had no, um, I was full of guts. Like I had the guts to just go and you talk to people. Not at all. As you can tell, I can talk about just about anything. 
<clears throat> I went up to him kind of just like my mom did to me when I was little. I said, Walter? And he nodded his head. And I said, I, I'm Toby. I'm, I think I'm your sister. And then we just, and he, we talked and he, he agreed that we were um, siblings. And we just wow. kept in touch and he met our mom. I want to say my mom, but she's our mom. And so he ended up having a good relationship with our mom. And he found out who his dad was. And um, that relationship never stuck between him and his dad. But he had a really good relationship with our mom, mm. which That's I never good. did. That's one regret that I have um, with not coming to Christ before my mom passed away is just not being able to know for sure if she had gone to Christ, like mm -hmm. believed in Jesus. Like I ask around to some of her close friends and I think she did believe in God, mm. even though she went through the trauma of the Catholic All system. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So then after I found my brother Walter, I went on to look for my, our little brother Cyrus. And I found him, and that was kind of um, another mysterious way that happened. My mom's husband had decided to run for council and ended up with a uh, a voters um, list okay. of all the different names of people who could vote in our community. Mm -hmm. And I just went through that list one by one by one and found a few names that were not recognizable and contacted them, and one of them ended up being my, our little brother. Wow. Yeah, so he got to meet our mom and had a good relationship. She got to find out that both of her sons grew up in good homes, and she actually had to, got the chance to have us all with her at one point, right? Oh, well, everybody yeah, together. Yeah, everybody together, and we all had kids, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so she got to see her grandkids. Yeah. and But where Jesus came in was <clears throat> after all that. So after all those um, crazy experiences um, and finding my, my siblings and my real family and still looking for this father and wanting to be claimed. I think it was claimed that I had wanted. Like, why can't someone just put a claim on me? Like, claim me as mm. their daughter, as mm. their flesh and blood, and mm -hmm. love me. Yes. And that led to um, bad relationships with men in my life, abusive relationships with men. Um, it just led to a whole bunch of problems. So I just stopped um, being in relationships after being in three separate uh, abusive uh, long-term relationships and having um, children, I decided that I was just finished with that. <laughs> like, I don't need a man. You know, I just need, or if there is a man, I started to pray and my prayer was, God, whoever you created for me, that's who I want in my life. Mm -hmm. And whoever I was created for, that's who I want, who I wanted, I left it in God's hands. Mm -hmm. And I 
made sure that I had the opportunity to be available for whoever this person would be. And that's how, kind of how I met Venus too, because I, so I had three kids and they have different dads. Their dads um, are passed away from their addictions. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was really Sorry alone. Just, that. yeah. that's okay. Um, <clears throat> so I had an opportunity. I'm a little bit of an opportunist as well. So when I see something that I can do like something like travel or something. I, I go for it, right? I'm a go-getter and maybe an opportunist is not quite the right word that might come off negative, but any Maybe chance of, seize the moment. yes, any chance of adventure, I go for it. Like coming up here, the drive to Chipman. Yeah, I'd love to. So, yeah. Venus, I don't remember how we first met. Maybe Stephen Summers? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> he brought us together. I I ended up at your home. He, uh, he mentioned your name mm -hmm. and he said I should meet you. Okay. Yeah, and that Maybe. was the beginning of a wonderful relationship. Yeah, and we don't talk often or even see each other often, but it's like just good old friends. Yeah, and it, you can kind of pick off. It just start continues <clears throat> off, and we're always there. Mm -hmm. But we also talk on Messenger. Yeah. And <clears throat> some people are just new acquaintances. Yeah. See, there he <laughs> brings himself into this relationship again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Poor Mark. <laughs> I had an opportunity to travel and I had the money to do it. So I just kind of on a whim bought tickets to go on a vacation, which I'd never, ever dreamed of ever being able to do with three kids, a single mom and, you know, basically being poor or the working poor. I, I worked hard. I did a lot of um, wood cutting and any kind of job I could do, I did back then before I became paralyzed. And You mean you cut wood in, in the woods? Oh, yeah. I was a spacer, and really? I got paid for what I cut down. I, wow. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I did. That was the hardest work I ever did in my <laughs> life. But anyhow, um, I went on this vacation, and... Venus, that might have been the time when you babysat for me? Uh, nope, that was later. You were married already. Oh, and you, okay. And you had <clears throat> uh, your little boy already. Oh, okay. So before I met Venus then, I went on vacation. And then I must have just got the bug. Um, so I don't know if I met my husband on that trip or... I think you met him before. Okay, so if I, if I met my husband or so before, then... I'll just tell you how I met him. I went on vacation. Um, I was still um, drinking at that time. Went to this all-inclusive resort and was drinking, just having fun. I was free. I was not a mother on this vacation. I was just Toby and woohoo, just having a good time. So I'm at this pool bar and surrounded by people and drinks and getting a buzz on, I guess you could call it. Getting drunk, okay? Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> <clears throat> and I, I get out like any good pool drinker would do to go use the bathroom because you don't pee in the pool, people. 
Listeners, you don't pee in the pool. <laughs> it's bad. Mm. That's an important lesson. It is, yeah, because to retain. So I get out. I I walk past this group of people to get to the bathroom, and in this group of pe- young people like my age, um, there was this one fella, and as I was walking by, he said hi, and I just kind of looked and smiled and giggled because he was handsome and I was (laughs) drunk and giggly. I just said hello and kept going. But I had to walk past them again to get back to the alcohol. So I walked past again and his second English word was hello. (laughs) So hi and hello were the extent of my husband's (laughs) English English vocabulary. vocabulary. Yeah. So I'm at the pool bar again, just going on, having fun. And I look over and here's this guy, this man, this guy, and he's not running over, but he's not just casually going somewhere either. He's on a mission. (laughs) So he's strutting over to the pool. He takes a head dive into the pool, swims under the water. Later on, I find out he can't swim. (laughs) Okay. He goes, he's swimming under the water and pops up right next to me, grabs me away and starts dancing with me in the pool, but takes me away from the group of people I was with. And we just hit it off. That's how I met my husband. So I was available and under the influence. Maybe the influence <laughs> part wasn't part of God's plan, or maybe it was, I don't know. But <clears throat> that's how I met. It was I'm part I- of the story. It anyway. was part of the story anyway. <laughs> so we met. I was... I, let's just say I didn't save myself for marriage. We spent the whole weekend together and he left on, I met him on a Friday. He left Sunday, but he, he was there on vacation as well with his university friends. So when he left Sunday, we kept in contact through, um, Blackberry messenger. That was a thing then. Back then. Yeah. Back way back then. (laughs) (laughs) We measure and things by technology these uh, days. Yeah, oh. things change all the time. So uh, we just kept on uh, in contact that way. I had, I was, so when he had left, I was hanging out with this German woman and her husband who was from the same island, but from Haiti. Haiti is just the, another right. country on the same island as Dominican. And I kept going on about this Russo guy, you know, Russo this, Russo that, and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of just got annoyed with me talking about this guy, right, that I was just smitten with. <laughs> and she's, she finally said, well, why don't you just go see him? He's like, he's only two hours away because Russo is from the Dominican, but on vacation. He was oh, okay. vacationing only two hours away from his home. So well, how could I go? See? Well, just rent, rent, rent a jeep, and I'll get Charlie to drive you, because Charlie was her husband and knew the island, so he could drive there and keep us safe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, me being the adventurous, yeah, let's just do it, person. I do. I trust this German woman and her um, and her husband to get in a rented vehicle with me. He's driving. I'm in the back. She's in the front with her husband and we're going out of the resort, which you just don't do. Listeners, you never leave the resort. It's not safe. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so we get to um, Russo's town. Oh, by the way, Russo's first name is Basilio. But when he introduced me, he introduced me as Russo, which is his last name. So it confuses people sometimes. Like, well, why do you call him Russo? Well, that's how he introduced me. It's hard to see him <laughs> as anything different. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we get to his town of Bonau, a small little city. And I message him and I tell him that we're at this certain um, park in the city. And he says, well, great. Stay right there. I'll be right over. I take care of my brother's store and it's on the park. I'll come get you. So he comes and he gets me. Like, just walking distance. We just stopped walking distance away from where he was working at his brother's store. <clears throat> so he takes me back to the store. I meet his brothers and he has like 15 siblings, okay? <laughs> so I meet his family and then eventually he gets off work and I'm, he takes me to his house. I meet his mother. So if this oh, not, if this isn't God working in mysterious ways, I don't know what is. So when did you <clears throat> get married? So we didn't get married. So this was April. I met my husband. Uh, I still had a week left at the resort. He convinced me to stay with him and his mom in 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 her home. Um, for the rest of my vacation. And I was like, oh, I don't, oh, you know, like. No more pool. Um, no more pool, alcohol. I mean, I'm sure they'd feed me and stuff, but <laughs> like I gave up a week of my vacation to spend time with him because I, I was like falling in love with this handsome Latino man, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I did, I stayed and I said, well, what about this Jeep? You know, I can't just said, just send it back. It'll be fine. So he promises my German friend and her husband that he'll get me back to the hotel before my flight a week later. And they believed him and took the Jeep and brought it back and everything worked out fine on that side. I stayed with him and his mom. I let him handle my finance like my money while I was there with him just it was just easier to let him he knew the, he knew the, cu the currency and I didn't want to get swindled or anything like that so he took care of me <clears throat> and I learned to trust him and he did do what he promised he got me back to the resort two bus rides and a motorcycle taxi back <laughs> to the resort <laughs> There's only one person on the motorcycle other than you? Yeah. Good. <clears throat> yeah it's not always that way, no. though. That's a whole other... As, I hear, as I've heard. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So I, he gets me back to the resort the night before my flight and um, talks to the security guard, makes sure I'm safe, and then he leaves once he knows I'm safe. So I feel like, okay, he's a protector. He's, he's good. He's a good person. Mm -hmm. and then I go back home on my flight um, so this is April 20 days later in May I go back to the Dominican for a week <laughs> wow to see him again and in the meantime we're using um, Skype or the phone to talk and keep in contact <clears throat> 
And I really felt that he was the one. Or I guess I can't talk in past tense. He is the one. We're so April I met him, May I went back. That summer I took my kids um mm. to the Dominican for the whole summer. And so I got to see how he was around my children. He was very stern but good. And um they all liked him. He liked my kids. And then I went back home that summer. That Christmas, like, so within the whole year, I went back and got married in December. So from April and then to December, we were married. All I had to do was show up with my dress, and his family took care of everything. And then after I got married, I come home again, and it took a one-year immigration process for him to come here. So oh, Russo sorry. and I have been together here in the same country for 10 years. Nine years, sorry. Mm. Coming but on 10. Coming on 10 years. Yeah, and we now have a little boy together. And okay. I, yeah. How old is he? Like nine? You six. Said six. Okay. Yeah. Moise. Yeah. So that's how God worked in my life to help me find uh, a partner to share my life with. Was he instrumental <clears throat> in you coming to understand? Yes, in a way, because when he first came to Canada, he needed to find work, so I helped him with that and went to a construction company in the Miramichi area. They were not going to hire him because he only spoke Spanish, but then that's how Stephen Summers came into the picture. Stephen, if you know Stephen, he speaks... He speaks uh, Spanish, right? He speaks Spanish, Creole, English, and he was working on Micmac a little bit. <clears throat> Him and Selena uh, had done a lot of mission work in um, Latin America? Yeah, Belize. Belize. And so he was quite connected to the Latino culture in that way. So the oh, construction wow. company was not going to hire Russo, my husband, until because he didn't speak English, but Stephen was painting for them. He was working for the same company. And the owner's wife said, well, hang on a minute. What about Stephen? We can put Russo with Stephen. And he speaks Spanish. Yeah. Right? So they ended up, that's how they met. Then I met Stephen just through him working with my husband. And then that's how I met Venus eventually through Stephen and Victor and that's how really I came to Christ was Stephen was instrumental. Actually, Stephen is the one who baptized me and helped me through this whole struggle of trying to find a father. He told me during a conversation once that, Toby, <clears throat> you don't need an earthly father. God has had a claim on you okay. since before you were ever conceived. Well, he used the word claim. Claimed, Yeah. That's, and that's I took that to heart. I took what Stephen said to heart and uh, really believed that. And since my baptism, because I just got baptized, I don't know how many years ago that would have been now, but before brain surgery. So maybe about six or seven years ago, I was baptized at Eastside Church in a blow-up pool on the stage. What did that mean to you? It meant um, everything. It just meant a whole 
change of heart. Like, you know, I didn't need to go searching for identity. I could find identity in Christ. So your identity mm-hmm. in Christ, you were claimed by Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What about your your identity as a person from Eel Ground? That was, um, it never really changed because I didn't, I wasn't really led into the um, First Nations traditional way of of thinking and believing, uh, like I respect my tradition and culture, but I believe in Jesus Christ, if that makes sense to hmm. yeah, a lot of people. Makes a whole lot of sense. <clears throat> and differentiating between the two can be hard, but it can also be very simple too. Like either it is or it isn't Christian or Bible based. So I am quite careful now with where I get information and um, who I listen to, what type of gospel music I listen to. But I, I, I don't pray to anyone other than God, Jesus, the Father of Jesus Christ. Mm. Well, thank you, Toby. Yeah. Thank you very much. We're going to continue this conversation in the next part of the podcast, or the next podcast, I guess you could say. Thank you so much for oh. being so uh, open and vulnerable with us and mm-hmm. in your heart to help oh gosh, other well, people. Thank you for having me. It's been, um, thank you for providing a safe space to be vulnerable and um, being loving and open to the to the the idea of opening that conversation up Hmm. so publicly you're welcome i love you my friend i love you too venus i guess i can say i love you too mark (laughs) (laughs) love you in the lord (laughs) this has been a broadcast of arrowhead radio a ministry of arrowhead native bible center visit our website at arrowheadnbc.com for more information Look for a new episode next week wherever you find your favorite podcasts.